ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. I am Sheets, and this is day two, recapping my adventures through MLB All-Star events. This is the second day. I gotta tell you, it's about 3.44 a.m. East Coast time, and I'm still operating on East Coast time in my mind, so it is late as late can be, even though you back that up three hours, and that's what the actual time is here in Seattle. If I had to sum up day two with one word, the appropriate word would be historic. It was historic on many fronts, but the two that stand out the most to me is the Players Alliance, Minority Softball Prospects, inaugural team in the Jenny Finch Classic. This is a 17 and under softball tournament featuring some of the best young softball players in the country. The Players Alliance entered a team called Tony's Promise in honor of the late Tony Stone. They took the field two games first thing in the morning at the University of Seattle and man did they put on a show. These young ladies are some of the best softball players I have ever seen. They're committed all over the country. Most of them still have to play their senior year of high school, but they're committed all over the country. You're talking about UNC, Georgia. They're committed Oklahoma. They're committed to some of the best softball programs in the country, and it showed. They haven't had very much practice time together. Matter of fact, I was told they kind of just showed up, said these are the positions we're playing, and they really had to just take the field based on the schedule that they had and, and what they had to do. They played two games, and they are they are the truth. It's fun to watch. It is softball at a high level. Tony's Promise is going to be my sleeper highlight of all of MLB All-Star Weekend. I kid you not. You're you're thinking I'm crazy. I'm telling you, that softball team is a complete vibe. They are amazing. You need to look them up. Tony's Promise, the Players Alliance, Minority Softball Prospects, they're phenomenal. And that's how I spent my morning. Two games, back-to-back. They won them both. They won them both big. But that's how I spent my morning, and I'm just getting back not too long ago, closing out the evening with the other major historic event of the evening, which was the inaugural, the first time ever, HBCU Swingman Classic as a part of MLB All-Star Week. Amazing. It was an amazing game. The whole game was a vibe. Their numbers around, they're saying roughly around 10,000 people was out at the game. But let me tell you, it was phenomenal. And when I say people were out, people were out. They were out at the game. And you've heard the phrase, I'm going to say it, no one does us like us. And what I mean by that is you put 10,000 people in the stands for a baseball game and they are amazing ambassadors of culture, black culture, hip-hop culture, what this mixtape is all about in many ways, and it's a vibe. 
it is it is a complete vibe. The game was almost secondary. The game was actually a phenomenal game. The American League beat the National League by a score of four to three. They scored that fourth go-ahead run in the bottom of the eighth inning. It was a vibe, but the game was probably secondary to all of the pageantry, all of the just family feel, everything that was done for the Swingman Classic was was absolutely beautiful. And they oftentimes you hear organizations saying, we want to capture that black college football vibe. We want to capture a vibe where halftime is a big show and the tailgate is as, as big as the game. And then the game has a lot of meaning. And Swingman did, for a baseball perspective, Swingman did so much of what people are trying to capture. Vibe at the kiosk. Vibe in the in the stands. They had a drum line. The, the black national anthem was sung beautifully. The national anthem was actually sung beautifully as well with, with a twist on it. They had a fireworks show after the game. They it it was a complete complete vibe for the first Swingman Classic. Ken Griffey Jr. MLB develops MLB youth. Everybody involved in the Swingman Classic should be extremely extremely proud. They worked so hard to make this a reality. The the players representing 17 HBCUs across the country. 50 players were selected. It may be the biggest showcase some of these players will ever see. Not a lot of players are able to say they played in T-Mobile Park in front of 10,000 fans and a bunch of legends because, let me tell you, the legends were out. The Hall of Famers were out. The legends were out. It And... A lot of people aren't going to ever be able to say that they had that experience, but these kids will. And they got a bunch of amazing swag. Trust me, I saw it. I actually, hey, you know I'm a hat guy. I am a hat guy, and I actually did pull off a swingman hat. I don't know how it happened, but I did. But it, it, it was an amazing experience. So historic is the word I would use because Tony's Promise was historic inaugural. Swingman Classic was historic, inaugural, and that was the vibe that I want to leave you as an audience with, is that in 2023, two things that had never been done before were done, and it took a lot of effort on the Players Alliance, Minority Softball Prospect, Ken Griffey Jr., Swingman Classic, MLB develops working in partnership. They said that it took seven years, seven years to get to where we are today with the Swingman Classic. So 2023, two first time ever inaugural events that people didn't think were going to be able to get done, got done. And not only did it get done, it really showed out. They showed out for our culture and our community. And it's just a good reminder that things can get done even today. Things need to be done. Things need to be done even today to help push our communities, our culture forward. 
I also was able to attend it's USA Baseball's high school All-American game. Most of the players in the high school American All-American game are 2024 commits or draft eligible. So there are a lot, a lot of underclassmen in the game in that sense. And the game was exciting. I will say bookend by Tony's Promise in the Swingman Classic. It was it was the part of the evening where you could take a break. The the kids played hard. I was able to watch the majority of the game. The kids do play hard. Baseball is an all-star game where it's played hard and it's played closer to real competition, regular season games, playoff games. What I did notice more about the high school game than anything else is because there's that so much tension there and the game is played close to a to a real game with real intensity and and those types of things, the young kids press way more. They press more, and it, I think, makes the game a little bit more challenging because they're pressing so hard. We were, I was able to see uh, David Hogg. I was able to see some other prospects that I, was, I had my eyes on that I was looking at, Adrian Beltre Jr., Noah Shetfield, um, Sir Jameson Jones, I believe his name is. I was I was able to see some some players, and these high school kids are huge. Their size, they've got grown man bodies now. So there, it was it was cool to see them because they're also in the hotel that I'm staying in, and just to see the energy and to see them walk around. It was it was it was awesome, and I'm glad they got to play on that stage as well. The stands were were lighter, much, much lighter than they were later in the evening for the Swingman Classic. But the high school kids did their thing as well, and it it was fun to see. couple things I'll mention before I sign off for tonight, because I do think the message for tonight is is history and, and how the historic nature of what Tony's Promise is doing and the Swingman Classic. But, of course... There were some some amazing sightings. I want to just share a couple with you. I was able to see Dave Winfield, legendary New York Yankee, ultimately went on and played for some other clubs, won a World Series in Toronto with Cito Gaston Gaston as the manager. I was this is what Swingman does, and this is just amazing. Doing my media thing. Look over in the dugout, Dave Winfield, Cito Gaskin sitting there just telling stories. I'm taking pictures of them talking to each other. I'm like, this is crazy. But it, it was. I was able to uh, chop it up with friends of the podcast, our good buddy Clinton Yates. I was able to, you know, I had a couple pinch myself moments. I'm in the press box and T-Mobile Park. Look over to the left. Clinton Yates is sitting to the left. Look over on top of him. Bill Roden is sitting up there. And I'm looking around and I'm saying, man, in the booth, you know, the booth over in the broadcast booth, the legendary Dave Sims for the Mariners is calling the game. They're inviting people, not not me, but they're inviting really important people into the booth as well. And it's just you kind of have these pinch yourself moments as you're going around 
this spectacle that is that is Swingman and who the, who is coming out and who they're bringing out was able to see both CC Sabathia and Jimmy Rollins to two gentlemen that I've been trying to get on the podcast for a minute. They're both extremely, extremely gracious. Hopefully we'll get them on one day, but it was, it was amazing to be able to joke around with Marvin Freeman, ride elevators with Lenny Webster and just historic folks. Day two was a vibe. I don't know how the rest of the week is going to shape up. It's going to be more difficult. I do know there's some really cool things happening in the culture sense, in the fashion sense, in the hat world, things that I'm really into, especially for the Black Baseball Mixtape. Tony's Promise takes the field again tomorrow for day three. I'm excited about that, more excited than I've ever thought I uh, could have imagined before coming here. Seeing those young ladies play is, is awesome and is very exciting. So there's still a lot to come. MLB Futures game. We'll see how much access we get as the weeks go. As the days get closer to the All-Star game, access gets restricted. I had a lot of access for the first two days. We'll probably have less access for the rest of the time here. What I mean by that is I'm not sure if I'll have media access to some of the bigger events, even though I'll probably be attending them all in some way or form or fashion, but you don't know what the access is. But Hey, look, day one and day two has been amazing. Oh, my shout out to my to my wife, Aria, and my sister, Mel. They always ask me about the food. Food today was a little, a little sparse. And what I mean by that is I don't usually eat breakfast. I'd already went to the softball games, got to T-Mobile uh, midday for the high school All-American game that I got there probably around 145. Concession stand food was the best I could do. It was not bad. I got uh, a smoked sausage and fries and a drink, and I think it wound up costing me like 28 bucks, which is crazy. Uh, there was some there was some food in the press box. Not a lot, but there was there was food in the press box. I got some press box food. I think the best thing I ate all day is after the Swingman Classic was over, after the fireworks show was over, in the clubhouse, they had post-game food, and I I, I ate a quesadilla, a chicken quesadilla. That was pretty good. So food today was not that good. Overall, it was not that strong, but my sister and my wife told me to talk about food a little bit, so that's... I think as 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 the days go closer to the All-Star game, if indeed my access gets a little bit more restricted, the good part is I'll have more time away from the stadium. I may be able to try some really good food spots. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Day two recapped in a nutshell. Spends a lot of time at T-Mobile Park. It is one of my favorite parks in all of Major League Baseball. It is phenomenal. And I've been able to see clubhouses now and press boxes. T-Mobile Park's just state-of-the-art. It is great. Stay tuned. As always, please rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe, lock it in. 
I will be back tomorrow with the day three recap. Day three is going to be highlighted again to me by Tony's Promise and also the Futures game. Oh, shout out to the families, the family of my homie, Justin Henry Malloy. I saw his parents in the lobby and they stopped me and said, you interviewed my son. And it turned out that I did. They were they were great. So I'm really excited about the Futures game and what that brings tomorrow. But I'll talk to you about that tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, we see you.